thing I've learned in life is that we must not be just hearers of God's, of God's word, but be doers of God's word. If you, and if you just be a hearer of the word of God and not a doer of God's word, then I want you to know you have just wasted your time this morning. And so, I, I, this morning's message, I don't, know, I don't know how many people in this church, but I show fans, maybe not right now, but in the future, you would like to open up your own business. Just not one person. Okay. I don't know this morning uh, that the message that I'm about to preach to you and many people have heard this message. And please do me a favor, especially a popular chapter like this year. The moment you hear it, you shut your brains and you say, wow, I know that message. Don't do that. Because I promise you what I'm about to share with you, you've never heard before. I believe that God is going to use me this morning to cause a mindset to change in the people that you're currently working for a company. I believe that the anointing upon my life is to bring you into a place where one day you can have your own business. Now, please, I want to say this here very humbly. If you are a kind of person that procrastinates and don't have a goal. See, there's one thing I know about life. If I said I'm going to open up church and I don't open up church, I can pray as, as much as I want. That church will never be open. So don't pray to open up your business and say, I want this message when you have no vision. When you don't know what you want to do. I believe there's anointing upon my life this morning that your jobs, your, your, your mindset about your work, God is going to release you into another area. For those that are businesses this morning, I believe there's anointing upon my life this morning that's going to escalate your business to another level this morning. Now, I'm told, I'm told, and I don't know how many of you know about this yet. I am told that when there's a play, when there's a play, and there's different scenes, and so when the person that directs the play has to change to the next scene, they close the curtains, the lights are off, and what they call a stage hand comes on stage and behind closed curtain and in darkness set up the stage for the next scene. Have you ever, do you know about that? But they do it in darkness. And so when the curtains are opened and the lights are on, the audience view a new scene with a complete different setup. So which means they forget about the whole scene. They now have a new mindset towards a new setup 
that was done in darkness. Sometimes I think my life is in so much of darkness and God is busy setting my life up in darkness that when the curtains are open upon my life, people witness a new scene to my life. I believe that there are some people that have just been, just been spectators in your life and they don't realize that God has put you into darkness and he has shut the curtains of your life. But let me tell you something, there's going to be a new scene coming upon your life. Hallelujah. When those that have been spectators, hallelujah, that have been watching your fall and been watching your failures and been watching your life, I want you to know that when God opens up the curtains, there's a new scene that's about to come into your life. Can I get an amen in this church? And so it was in the life of this woman that came to the prophet Elijah that her husband had died. And yeah, I want you to hear this year. Her life has taken a total different turn. And yes, she is that you run to the prophet and you say to the prophet that your servant, my husband, is dead. And the creditors have come to take away my sons. I want you to understand one of the worst thing in life when you die as a man and you leave a whole lot of credit to your families. Will not forget I went for a conference and Bishop Edward from Centurion Johannesburg he gave the pastors a hiding from the pulpit. He says, your families hate you, men of God. Your children hate you because you've given everything to the ministry and to the church. And now that you're gone, that you've made them so dependent on you, when you're gone, that you gave them nothing, not a policy, nothing. He says, he says, how many men of God that are sitting here right now, if you fall dead at this hour, yes, they will cry for you tomorrow. But then they got to deal with the bills. They got to do that. I promise you the same week I went and I got insurance and I said, I'm never going to leave my family in this place. Here was a man of God. Somebody say this was a man of God. Bible says, he says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant husband, thy servant, my husband is dead. Thou knowest thy servant that fear the Lord. And the creditors are come to take away my two sons. Watch the prophet. In verse number two, watch the prophet. The prophet asked a question. What shall I do? And all this time I thought to myself, what a rude prophet. I mean, could not he be sensitive and say to this woman, I mean, sorry about your husband. Have some mercy. He asked her a question. What shall I do? But then I realized he never gave her a chance to answer. Then he asked her in the same scripture, 
He says, he says, what have you in your house? It's amazing how God sometimes will not trust you to answer. What shall I do? God will not trust you for an answer because he knows uh, that in your mindset you will not be able to give a right answer. But when the prophet asked uh, what shall I do? I realized there was more to it. I realized there's something beyond us here. And this morning, I want to preach to you what's beyond it. When the prophet asked, what shall I do? He said, basically, human, you come to me with two problems. The one is your husband is dead. The second one is your creators are going to take. He says, he says, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to raise up your husband or you want me to rescue your sons he says even though I have the power listen to me even though I have the power to do both but I want you to know what would you prioritize this morning child of God what would you prioritize that you want God to work for in your life come on child of God you see, you want everything to be done. He says, I have the power. He says, you must realize yourself that I have the mantle of Elijah. Elijah did raise up the dead. So yes, I can raise up the dead. I can, but what do you want? He says, what do you want? Do you want me to raise up your husband or you want me to rescue your sons? Let me tell you something. In other words, your husband is past, is dead. Do you want me to raise up your past or your children's are the future? Or do you want me to raise up your future? You see, some of you are so long in the past, you need to realize it's time to let go of 2020 and say, I'm moving in the direction of 2021. Do you want me to raise up your past or you want me to rescue your future? See, some of you are holding on to the past so much. Can, can one of your rhino titans come and just put this thing slipping over my ears here? He says, he says, I don't know if some of you are holding on to the past so much and you want the past to be raised up, but I have a better plan for you to the future. Come on, child of God. Can somebody please help me to preach this word? I said, can somebody just help me to preach this word this morning? Please, if you can help me to preach this word this morning, do you want me to raise up your past? You're talking so much about the past. You're talking about how much you lost. My husband is dead. You're talking about how much you lost in life. How bad your business was in 2020. You're crying about 2020. You lost your job. You did this happened. That happened. But God says, do you want me to raise up your past? Or you want me to rescue your future? You see, God is not a God of the past. He's a God of the future. And if you believe this morning that God is of the power, to raise up your future. Then this message is for you this morning. This message is for you. We did bad. The country did bad. I don't think so. I met one person in this week. That's, that haven't said to me how bad things were. So I don't know about you this morning. Do you want to cry about how much you lost in 2020? Or are you going to say God has a plan for me in 2021? I'm going forward this year. Come on. The prophet asked him when he asked her, what do you want me to do? Somebody say, this word is for me this morning. Come and say this. Come and say it. Act like you say it, man. You know, I, you know, I was counting the other day. I was counting the other day. I was counting the other day. 
we have like 38 people on our group chat. 38 people. Out of 38 people, only 10 people plus minus respond to my daily prayer. I think to myself, what about the rest of you? Don't you accept it? But no, don't, don't say you are too young, you don't do it. But when your friends send you a WhatsApp, don't you reply to it? So how come you don't receive a prayer? I, you know what? You know what? You know what? What happened that that day? God said to me, "Son, that's how people are, Sister, um, Sister Sandra. Not everybody's willing to receive the blessings. Only a certain group of people will receive the blessings." I won't share this here. He says, "What do you want me to do? Do you want me to raise up your past, or do you want me to raise up the future? What do you want me to do?" Then he asked her, what's her? He asked her, he asked her, what do you have in your house? I want you to hear this What do you have in your house? In the same question, what do you want me to do? In the same scripture, he asked her, what do you have in your house? What a response. A response is, thine hand made at anything. Can you put this for me in the NIV, please? Thine hand made at nothing. Thy servant at nothing. She says, your servant has nothing there at all. She says, except a small jar of olive oil. She watch her. She says, a servant has nothing. Let me tell you something this morning, child of God. See, she was so focused on a small pot of that had oil. But the problem is that the prophet said, I'm not focusing on the pot. I'm focusing on the oil. You see, let me be honest. The Bible tells me in the book of First John chapter 2, the anointing which you have received abided in you. Some of you think the oil is nothing. Some of you think the anointing is nothing. But the anointing that's in the pot, you are so focused on the pot and has lost focus on the anointing because the anointing has the power to remove your burdens. The anointing has the power to destroy every yoke. The anointing has the power to set the captives free. The anointing has the power to open up prison doors. The anointing has the power. Some of you are so focused. On the outward appearance. Say to somebody, don't judge me because of the way I look. But there's something on me on the inside. See, she said, I got a small pot of oil. I have a small jar of oil. Don't think that because the jars are nothing small, don't underestimate the power of the oil that's in it. Can I talk to two or three people? Don't stop looking at me from the outside and forget about the power that's on, on the inside. I'm telling you, greater is he that's in you. Hallelujah. Come and talk to me, somebody. You're so focused on the outward, but there's an anointing on the inside. Come, can I speak to you two or three people? It's the anointing that's going to move you forward. It's the anointing that's going to give you uh, force. Hallelujah. The anointing is going to give you acceleration this year. Can I get some people in the church that say, yes, pastor. She said, watch it. She said, your servant has nothing. So which means your servant has nothing. It means that small pot of oil is nothing. Are you with me? See, somehow, sometimes people think the anointing in your life is nothing. Child of God, if it was not of the anointing in my life, Jason Sami, I would not have made it this far. 
I would not have made it this far. I'll tell you something, child of God, I would not have made it this far. It's because of God's anointing. You see, when there's a problem, I know the anointing I carry. Come on, child of God. I'm telling you something, the anointing that you have received. Anthony, can you open the book of 1 John? 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. 1 John, he says, the anointing which you have received abided in you. It does not matter. She was so focused on the pot. I have a small pot. It's not enough. The size of the pot, the size of the pot, she was so focused. It's small pot. It's nothing. Let me tell you something. People may look at you and say, you are nothing, Kira. But there's an anointing. The Bible says, but the anointing which you're receiving of him abided in you. Hallelujah. There's a greater power that's in you this morning. Can I talk to some people in this church? I said, there's a greater power that's in you. The Bible tells me the book of Acts, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth that went about doing good. It's anointing upon your life. It's not your mentality. It's not your experience, but it's the anointing upon your life. You better value the anointing. But you know something else? Let me show you something else. This pot of oil, hear me this morning. You better get this this morning. Stop saying I'm waiting for a breakthrough. Stop saying I'm waiting for a breakthrough. Watch here. The oil, the pot of oil was in a house before a husband died. You know, some of you never get that. The pot of oil was in a house before a husband died. The pot of oil was in a house before a creditor came to take away her two sons. So you never got that. When Adam and Eve was going to be evicted from the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis 3, God says, I have to cover you. Let me tell you something. In order for God to cover Adam and Eve, he had to take the skin of an animal. He never said, let me create the skin of an animal. The animal was already there. Can I talk to you people? Can I talk to people on this side this morning? When God sent Abraham to go and sacrifice his son, Abraham never had an address where God wants him to go. But let me tell you something. In that mountain where God directed Abraham, the ram was already there. Hallelujah. Not hey, Can I talk to somebody this morning? When Joseph's brothers were looking for food, I want you here this morning. And they had gone to Egypt. God had already sent Joseph ahead, hallelujah, to make provision, hallelujah. Let me tell you something this morning. When Jesus, hallelujah, said to his disciples, go to a certain point and you'll see a court. I want you to know, he needed a court to ride on, but it was already there. And all this disciple I do was go. Don't say, I'm waiting for a breakthrough. God, I'm saying, your miracle needs a need. I'm preaching well this morning, but the church is so slow to get it. Your miracle needs a need this morning, and it's already there in your possession. Hallelujah. It's in your house. It's in your life. Hallelujah. It's in your company. Somebody hear me this morning. It's already there. The pot of oil was already in a house. But it says, he says, lady, in order for you to get your breakthrough, your miracle, 
you got to change your stinking thinking. Can I talk to some people? So what God, look, watch what, watch what God does. Watch what God does. You want to become a businessman. Watch what God does. You want your business, people I'm talking to you, you want your business to escalate and go to a new level. Watch what God does. Can you go to the next verse, Angelic? Not this year. Kings, watch what God does. God says here, he says to a woman, I could not figure this out. This woman is in debt, Geneva. She's in debt. My creditors have come to take away my two sons. So she, she says, what shall you? He says, woman, you have two problems. Your husband died. And the second one, you have creditors. But you know what, what gets to me? This is what gets to me. He tells her, focus here. You will get more of this. He says to her, go and borrow. I think to myself, God's word says, be, owe no man anything but love. But now you want the woman to borrow. You want the woman to borrow. And I could not figure out, I could not ever figure out why did the prophet give her, God, he tells the instruction, go and borrow. Why does he do that? And so, I thought about this here. If you go back, Angel, to verse number one. If you go back to verse number one, I want you to do this here. He says, can you put this for me in the King James? In the, sorry, it is the NIV, the NIV, the NIV. He says, the wife of the man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, your servant, my husband is dead. So in other words, this is a pastor, am I right? He's a prophet. He's a preacher. Am I right? Now, please, no disrespect to Pastor Joanne that's in the house. But let me be honest with you. We all know this in general right now. So the wife of the man of the husband of the company of the prophets cried unto Elijah. So she was a pastor's wife. Now, y'all all know in general, pastor's wife don't want anybody to believe that they are broke, busted, disgusted. Come on. Pastor's wife don't want anybody to know in general that they have problems in the whole house. So God says to her, your neighbors are the people you've been, who live close by with you. In other words, you pass these people every day. In order to get your breakthrough, the people that you've been passing by every day, I'm sending you back to them. Can I talk to two or three people right now? Things that you have been passing through in your life, God's going to redirect you. Because when you go, because let me, I'm going to sort your thinking first out. So God says to go to your neighbors because you always made your neighbors think that you are high and mighty. You are hit. You wore your big hat. You came to church. I mean, you walked on your high heel shoes as nobody cared. You probably had a guest handbag. But now I'm telling you something. You better go back into the old people that you, that you pass by. And let them know that you are in a place right now. Let me tell you something. The people, can I tell you this here? The people that you've been passing by as your overflow breakthroughs. Can I talk to you again? The people that you've been looking down upon 
as a overflow blessing upon your life. The people that you didn't want them to even get into your business this morning. As your overflow breakthrough. Hallelujah. The twist in the whole thing. This is the twist in the whole thing. The twist in the whole thing. In order. In order. God. Okay, Lord, I hear that. Let me just, I'll share that with you just now. He says, he says, he says, your servant, he says, but now the creator says, go back, Angelic, verse number three. He says, go borrow. He says, go borrow. He says, Elijah says, go around, ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask them just a few. I'm telling you something. He says, don't ask them for a few. In other words, there's going to be a whole flow. The prophet already knew in advance. Who knew in advance? I said, who knew in advance? The prophet knew in advance. You're in a place of debt. You're in a place of a credit. But the prophet knew that don't go for a few. You better get ready. I'm calling in an abundance. I'm calling in an overflow. But in order for you to get an overflow, go back to the people that you passed. Go back to people that you look down upon. Change your mindset. And can you go to verse number four? He says, don't ask just for a few. He says, don't ask just for a few. He says, he says, don't ask for a few. Then go inside. Shut the doors. What to say? Say somebody, shut the doors. Ask myself, why does the prophet, Sister Bazi, why does the prophet tell us to shut the doors? Number one, get this here, get this here right now. If you can obey God behind closed doors, he will, he will reward you openly. And I say that, in other words, if you can obey God when nobody's looking. Come on. When you can have worship in your own house. Today's Palm Sunday. Today's Palm Sunday. Sometimes I preach on why they have Palm Sunday. And why I don't follow Palm Sunday. Why I really don't follow Palm Sunday. I preached on this once. You all remember that message. Right? I want you to hear this here this morning. If you can have worship in your own house. Come on. It's easy to worship in church. When you can pray in your own house. Come on. You see this woman right now was in a place. Get a, get, get a story. Get a life. She's in a place of death. She's in a place of, 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 uh, of, of, of a crisis. Now the prophet says. The prophet says go shut the doors. And take who? Your sons. Take who your sons. In other words, behind shut doors, don't just take anybody. Your sons are your future. You want me to rescue your past? You want me to resurrect your past? Or rescue your future? See, child of God, don't take everybody into your business. Come on. Don't take everybody into your life. Don't invite every Tom, Dick, and Harry into your house. Come on, child of God. Because they disrupt you and stop you from having worship. Come on. They'll disrupt you and stop you from not coming to church. Come on, child of God. Don't take everybody into your house. If you can obey God behind closed doors, God will reward you openly. Bible says that the doors that, are, that, are, that, that have been shut, God says, I will open it. Come on, do you believe that? Do you believe that God will open new doors for you? I said, do you believe that God's going to open new doors for you? He says, go in and shut the doors. That's why the title of my message, it happened behind shut doors. 
It happened behind shut doors. He says, go and he says, go. You see, let me be honest. You must not forget. He says, go, he says, go borrow vessels. He gave a clear instruction, Angelic, in verse number three. He said, don't borrow a few. Now she's got all of these vessels. She never go and borrow a few. She got so much of vessels. You must not forget in verse number two. In verse number two, whatever you have in your house, he says, your servant has nothing at all except a small jar of oil behind shut doors. You got all of these vessels and all you got is a small jar of oil. Are you going to obey God? Ask your question. How are you going to obey God? You can quite. The problem is this here. And the truth is that many of us will look at the small jar and say it can't fill up all these jar vessels. Come on, let's be honest. Many of us will fill up, will look at the small jar and say we can't fill up all of these vessels. I want you to know, he says, go and pour. He says, go in verse number four. He says, go and shut the doors. Go and shut the doors. I want to show you something. He said, go and shut the doors, pour all in the jars, and as each is full, put it one aside. Let me tell you something. Some vessels that you have in your life, there are some vessels in your life, they are too full. That's why you can't release. Can I talk to somebody again? Can I talk to some people here? There are some vessels in your life, it's too full. They are full of themselves. Come on. They are full of their pride. They are full of their ego. The first thing that God will do with the sermon is deal with the pride. If God, I want you to know, God is more interested in dealing with your pride because your pride will block off your blessings. So God says, yeah. he says, go full. Go point the jar. And as each is full, put it aside. What he says, as each is full, you must realize, it's must realize, the woman never left the prophet's presence, but it's already speaking life into her. It's up to her this after when she leaves the prophet's presence, what she does with the word. You see, I'm not going to be a year of God's word, but I'm going to be a doer. See the prophet or that's called Jason Monsami. No, God has a blessed year of you. But you go back into your home, into your business, behind closed doors. You have so much of doubt, so much of negativity. And you look at the little chest. You not look at the little business and you say, I can't see an overflow. It's because, child of God, you have allowed the situation to control you. The prophet already said, He's speaking, watch his words. He's speaking to pour oil in the jars. And he says, watch Jeff, from little jar, as each one is filled, put it aside. The prophet is already seeing it. What is the prophet doing? He's already seeing it. It's up to the woman. Obey God behind closed doors. Because God's going to reward you openly. Am I right? In verse number five, Angelic, verse five, the Bible says, she left, shut the door, she left him, shut the door behind her, her sons, and they brought the jar to her, and she kept pouring. Verse number six and verse number seven. What you say? When the jars were full, he said, "Me say something." When the jars were full, 
You see, God, God, God is a God. She is in a place of courage right now. The little joy that she has, the little heart that she has, the prophet is asking her to release that. Let me be honest with you. God is a God that works. You think he's going to subtract from you. Give your tithe, give your offering. But God works when you think he's subtracting. His subtraction means that your subtraction means God addition. Hallelujah. If you can release that nettle, hallelujah, God will fill it up for you. A press down, a shake together, a running over. Hallelujah. You see, people don't want to release. Bring, she says, bring me another. But the real pride, there's not a jar left. And watch the oil stopped. It never got empty. The oil stopped. But watch verse number 7. I want to get to verse number 7. Verse number 7. She went and told the man of God. What she did? She went and told the man of God. See, most people, as soon as they get a breakthrough, they forget about church. They forget about the man of God. That's what happens. Phone them. I'm too busy in my work. I got too much a job right now. I'm too busy. But watch here. He said to her, go sell the oil and pay off her debt. Watch the chef. The woman came with a debt, a double D, a debt and debt. Am I right? In other words, a debt of her husband and creditors. Am I right? But watch the chef. The prophet gave her a business opportunity. He said to her, go sell. In other words, now I'm telling you something. Yes, there's anointing upon your life to release upon you that I'm giving you the power. Woman that came with debt. A woman that came would encourage us. You see, in order for God to move you to a new level, there's got to be something in your life as to die. Oh God, you don't want to hear that. Only one person said amen. In order for God to take you to an open, give you something, a great opportunity, there's something in your life as to die. You see, if a And you can you go to verse number two? Go to verse number two. Your servant, am I right? Now watch chef. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? What is what she says to her? Sorry, what she says? Who becomes a servant? She becomes a servant. Your breakthrough in your business. Is a servanthood mentality that you've got to have. Can I talk to you right now? I said the, the breakthrough for your business is a servant word mentality. What to share? When she said, when he said, when she said, your servant, she says, then he said, now you can listen to me. I can trust you to go behind closed doors. I can trust you to bring all the jars. I can trust you to put oil into the bottles. And I can trust you when, when the jars are full. I can trust you because only, Angie, can you go to verse number seven? Only a servant, only a servant will run back to the prophet and says, your servant did it. See, people that don't have a servant mentality. Come on, can I talk to people? People that don't have a servant mentality. 
will shut God off. They will shut God off. He said, she says to him, your servant, in other words, servants will obey. Servants will listen. Servants will not just be hearers, but servants will be doers. I want you to know the future of your business, the future of your life, the future of your home, the future of your work is what kind of mentality do you have? Do you have a servant mentality? Because child of God, it's only the servants of God believe that they have anointing. Why can't I lay hands on you? Because of the anointing. If you are a servant, you believe in the anointing that's going to break every day open for you if you're a servant I'm called of God come on I'm purposed by God I'm ordained by God come on child of God before the foundation of the herd he chose you first Peter angelic chapter 2 and verse 9 First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. But know you not that you are a chosen generation. Hallelujah. A royal priesthood. Hallelujah. I'm telling you something. Called by God. Out of where? Out of darkness, child of God. Are you a servant? And do you carry the anointing? Not your experience. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. I'm a servant of God. The offers I stand in. The position I occupy as a man of God. It's because of God's anointing upon my life if you're a servant you believe the anointing first john chapter 2 and verse 7 you believe the anointing lastly and i close with this Angela, can you find the scripture for me sorry i never give you the scriptures but can you find the scripture for me in the book of romans chapter 9 and verse 27 romans chapter 9 romans chapter 9 Had not, 21 Angelic, sorry. Romans chapter 9, verse 21. Had not the potter power over the clay of the same lamb, what's it? To make one a vessel of honor, another a vessel of dishonor. Go borrow vessels. Because if you believe that you have the anointing, the borrowed vessel that you have is going to be made a vessel of honor. But if you have a servant mentality, if you have a servant mentality, then you will go with a servant mentality. That's why the woman never ran off and sell that oil. The woman ran back to the prophet. Why? In verse number two, Angelic, in verse number two, Second Kings chapter two, in verse number two, let's go to verse number one. Let's go to verse number one. In verse number one, he says, he says, the wife, he says, he says, your servant, am I right? Your servant, am I right? Whose servant the, where the prophet was? Was the man of God's servant. And the Bible says, he says, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know the servant revealed Lord, but now his credit has come. Now let's go to Angelic, go, go to verse number three now. Go to verse number two or three, I'm not too sure. I think it's true. Oh, go to two, go to two. In verse two, Elijah said to her, What how can I help you? Tell me what do you have? What would you say? What she says now? She says, What? So 
her husband was a servant, your servant. Now immediately she says, I am your servant. Tell of God, I'm telling you something. The anointing I carry this morning. The anointing has been proven over the years. I have the anointing to move your business to a new level. I have the anointing to move you that are working for companies into a business opportunity. Can I talk to people and say, it happened over my life and I'm not ashamed to say this yet. I've seen people become debt free. I've seen people by a press of button where their debt was written off. Hallelujah. There's anointing upon my life this morning. Hallelujah. To escalate your life. To give you acceleration. Hallelujah. To give you momentum this morning. To raise you up this morning. To take you out of bondage. What to share? Woman, you came with two problems. One was death and the second was a creditor. But now I've given you the opportunity to become a businesswoman. Go and pay off your creditors. And you and your family will live on the rest. Do you believe that the same God yesterday, today, and forever? Do you believe that the same God that's going to show up right here in this house? Hallelujah. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that this morning? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, Elisha asked her. What do you want me? Elisha's response to her. Whatever you prioritize will become your main objective. Will become your main objective. So I don't know this morning what you want to prioritize. You want to prioritize your past or your future? Come on, child of God. See, some of most people in this church just sit on here. They sit on here and they wait for a breakthrough. I'm waiting for a miracle. I'm waiting for a house that's free. Now God's going to bless me so much. That I'll be able to buy a second house. Can I talk to that? I, come on, somebody. I'm waiting for unexpected income into my life. No child of God. The change in her life was when she says, I'm your servant. I'm here to serve right now. That's why, that's why, child of God, she ran back to the prophet. See, the moment your business do well, you run more into your business. Am I right? Am I right? Why are you not in church? I'm so busy, pastor. I got this job. I got that job to do. Are you with me? God, to give her a breakthrough, change your mentality. Your husband was a servant. Now, the reason why that you were okay then is because of the servant mentality. And I'm here to tell you this morning, Ask people in this church this morning. People that have a servant mentality are prosperous. Are you with me? Are successful. Don't act like a boss. Because you're not a boss. It's the earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. No, you are just stewards over God's possessions. So don't act like a boss. You're a steward. Come on. You're a manager. I'm a servant of God. Have that mentality. God will entrust you with more. Come on. This is not my church. Have you ever once heard me say, this is my church? He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Come on, child of God. It's not your business. Have a servant mentality. I'm a, just a steward for God's kingdom. 
and you watch your king, your business will go on and on again. They were twisting this lady, the twisting this lady. When she changed from saying, my husband, your servant. Now she says, I am your servant. I am your servant. So when he asked her to shut the doors, he knew he could trust her to close the doors. He knew he can trust her to keep on obeying the call of pouring oil. He knew that when the oil is full, he knew that she will just not run off and do her own thing. But she knew, he knew as a prophet, he knew that this woman will come back. That's why Angelina, in verse number seven, in verse number seven, he knew that in verse number seven, this is what he knew. Angelina, verse number seven, she went and told the man of God and he said, watch she, he said, go and pay the rest. You want to know why he said this here? Why she had? Because you must realize the vessels that she had was not hers. It was a neighbor's. So would the instructions be, go give it back to your neighbors? Are you with me? Would the instruction be, go give it back to your neighbors? So yeah, she had to get direction from her, but only a servant, a servant mentality can bring you to that place this morning. You say, I want to open my business. Do you have a servant mentality? I'm here to serve first in the kingdom of God. Come on, child of God. I am here to serve first in the kingdom of God. Not my own company. This is, I'm here to serve in God's kingdom. The, all the silver. Can you take this here? All the silver and the gold is the Lord. If all the silver and the gold is the Lord, the money that you have, it can't belong to two people. Come on. It cannot belong to two people. If all the silver and the gold is the Lord's, then whose money are you, have you got in your bank account? Hey, I said, whose money do you have in your bank account? Angelic, Deuteronomy 18 and verse 20, 21. Deuteronomy 18 and verse 20, 21. In Deuteronomy 18 and verse number 21, he says, you may say to yourself, I think I got the scriptures twisted. And the scripture I was looking for, remember, it's the Lord your God that has given you power to get wealth. So the wealth that you have, who's given you the power? So the person that's behind the power actually owns the wealth. Am I right? So you want to act like you're the big boss. And God says, no, no, no. I say this all the time. Anything you're two heads is a monster. So if you want to be a big boss and God wants to be a big boss, tell you something. It's going to be a monster. It's going to ruin. A monster always come back and ruin. So you're going to decide, God is a boss. God is a boss. As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We shall serve the Lord. No, it's no such thing. It's no such thing. And they know that. They know that. Pastor Joe knows that. Titus knows that. There's no such thing as, oh, we're not going to church today. When I'm ready, I'll go to church. They know in this house, we will go to church. Shut your mouth and you will get to church. Am I right? We know that in this house. There's no such thing as we're waiting because you know why? God is our boss. God is the head of this house. If God is the head of this house, then shut your mouth and get to church. Am I right? Don't give me your mouth. Shut your mouth and you will get to church. I'm here to tell people this morning, become God's servant. 
the truth in the entire message when she made herself a servant of God. Your business will change. Come on. Your business will change when you start taking on a servant mentality. That's why he could trust her. That's why he could. After she said, your servant, he said to her, go borrow your vessels. She never, he never debated. She never debated. Oh, but what would they think about me? What would they think about me? They knew I'm a pastor's wife. What they would think about me? If you are my servant, you'll obey me. I'm changing your way of thinking. So if you can go back there, I will change the way you think. Servants. I'm going to tell you something. People who walk out of this church this morning, this morning, yes, you come for a blessing. You know, like all the Hindus, oh, I'm going there when the, when the van go past and with the ash and everything, I'm going for a blessings. We come here for a blessing this morning, but your breakthroughs is not in your blessings. Your breakthroughs be not year of the word, but a doer of God's word. See, many of you would leave this church this morning and you'll forget the word. But before you leave this entrance, you'll forget the word. And you are back in the same place. You are back in the same place. This morning, I want you to hear this. If anybody wants to get to verse number seven, verse number seven, Angelic. If anybody wants to get to verse seven, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. Go and sell your oil. You see, the oil was already in the house. In other words, a breakthrough for a miracle was already in the house. So can I ask you this morning, where's your breakthrough for your miracle? Where is it? Is it with, with, with a company? Come on. Where's the breakthrough for your miracle? Is somebody else? It's in your position. Come on, can I tell you? Go and sell the oil. The oil was already in the house. Your, your miracle, somebody say, my miracle needs a need. Hallelujah. My miracle needs a need. And where's the need? The need is in a house. It's in a house. Tell of God, you are holding back what God has in store for you. He says, yes, you and your sons can live on what is left. Watch it. Can live on what there's going to be so much. From what she said is nothing. From what she said in verse number two, except a little job, nothing except a little job of oil. What she said is little and what she said is nothing. Now she can live on the, for, uh, she and her sons, pay over creditors and live on the rest. I believe that there's anointing this house this morning. I came here with this year. There's anointing this house that God's going to set people debt free.